0: So, you slept in? Hey, we're not judging. Sometimes you just need to get those Z's.
1: And if you need to snooze, we'd much rather you did it at home in your warm, comfortable bed than in our pews. You can always catch up with our sermons later right here on this Sunday Morning Sleep In podcast.
0: You're still going to miss out on some things that we think are pretty important about getting together in community. You're going to miss out on the intergenerational aspect of it, the support and encouragement that comes along with it, inspiring music. Charming children, delicious snacks, none of that we can give you through a podcast, but we will give you what we can.
1: I'm Susan Foster. And
0: I'm Chris Marshall.
1: And we're United Methodist Pastors in Reno, Nevada. We're not theological experts or perfect preachers or homiletical harbingers. We're your average pastors, helping our congregations think through life's big questions every week.
0: We started the podcast, so if you're away from home or working or you've got family obligations, or maybe you're just sleeping in you can still keep up with some of the ideas floating around the
1: church. Each episode is a conversational version of a sermon we gave on Sunday. So whatever day it is when you listen to this, we hope that you would receive it with an open mind and an open heart. And a quick note, uh, it's great if you agree with us, and it's
0: fine if you don't. You can think for yourself, and we're happy to give you some fodder to do that with. Our sincere hope is that you will experience the mysterious loving force in the world we know as God moving in your life as you consider this. So
1: Advent 4, Chris.
0: Advent 4 and Christmas Eve were on the same day.
1: I know. It's Somebody so
0: online was calling it the liturgy eclipse. <laughs> the <liturgy laughs> eclipse. Yeah, so in the morning it was Advent 4. Right. And then in the evening it was Christmas Eve. Right. And then there's Christmas Day, but most of us don't do a Christmas Day service.
1: Not, not in our Protestant traditions. Yeah. So, but Advent 4 is the Magnificat... Yeah. For, for you know, was the was the passage that I
0: which you preached on on at our longest night, night service, which is a too. bonus Christmas service, which is on December twenty first, which is the day that we have the largest proportion of nighttime to daytime
1: in the in the northern in the northern hemisphere. Northern hemisphere. Just in yes. case we have some southern hemisphere. If listeners. Walt
0: Lowe is listening, yeah, he's corrected me about that twice.
1: <laughs> well, I you know I have some friends in the in the southern hemisphere, so. hey friends hey friends so the magnificat right is that that fabulous poetry that mary proclaims as she meets yeah elizabeth
0: it's the only gospel in which mary gets to speak right um in matthew the angel goes to joseph yeah and then joseph mansplains to mary that she's pregnant (laughs) and uh in mark there's no baby story yeah yeah at all mary's not mentioned right well, she gets mentioned at the end. She gets a she gets a shout out at the crucifixion Christian. in Mark's. Yeah. Uh, in John, we have this very po- esoteric. Yeah. So. Description of Jesus's birth, and in um, in Luke, Mary gets to speak. Gets so my speak. my advent for
1: uh-huh.
0: sharing, yes. which was very very brief indeed, uh-huh. uh, because it was the children's service, and right. they did the, we did the whole play where they all got to dress up as shepherds and angels and things. And say, yes, (laughs) which is really (laughs) funny. That was just when Mary speaks, listen to her. Yeah. It's sort of like when your mother speaks, you know, when your mother speaks, listen. Mm -hmm. When Mary speaks, listen to her. Because when she speaks, she's got something to say.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So what did she have to say, Susan? So, well, what I talked about was whether um, you've ever been told your birth story. Oh, interesting. Because as Chris knows, and many of you may know, I am the baby of my family. Yes. Yes. I have a sister who's 16 years older than me and a brother who's nine years older than me. And I had always heard like my mom tell stories like, like the Scrivens took them out to dinner the night before. And Pearl and Cleo like always had a special And they put a lot of because...
0: spice in it or something. <laughs> no,
1: I think they just like, like my mom just talked about how then she had energy for that. Cause I was born in the morning. Oh. Anyway, it wasn't until I was 40 that I heard a story that I had not heard. My We were celebrating my mother's 80th birthday and my 40th birthday. And my sister brought her scrapbook from high school. Uh-huh. And she turned it to a page where she had the note that the office sent to her gym class to tell her I was here. Oh, wow. And she told the story of how the girl who had been working in the office was part of the youth group. Uh-huh. So, of course, she knew. You, right? She knew who you were going to be. The, right. And she... That my sister heard her running down the hall towards the gym class yelling, Ginger, 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 it's a girl, it's a girl, it's a girl. Wow. And the, the other family story that I, I heard, I've heard before, I was 40, but it was, I was in my teenage years when I heard this, is that because of that age difference, I was a surprise.
0: You were a welcome surprise.
1: A welcome surprise. But my mom wasn't sure how my dad was going to take this. Oh. Which is so funny because, like... Your dad was
0: the most, like, laid-back, easygoing, right. loving guy in so the world. So she wrote him
1: a note that he that he read on his way to a church meeting. Oh. <laughs> like a conference meeting. Oh, my. And we were And li- They were living in Delano. Oh, wow. So, like, he had a long time before he could get back and, and celebrate. But anyway. Yeah. And, and reflecting upon how, like, that my story, even though it has some funny quirks and stuff, there's no poetry and no angels.
0: No poetry, no angels, no. I have a pretty disturbing conception story, (laughs) (laughs) which we don't need to get into, because we've both seen my parents. And (laughs) There's, the birth story was just that they tried to, I was late.
1: Uh Uh-huh. Oh, yeah, and they tried to get you born on your dad's birthday. They tried to get me
0: born on my dad's birthday. They tried to induce on my dad's birthday, and the doctor happened to notice his birthday on the, you know, incoming sheets or whatever, and said, no, go go home, come back tomorrow. (laughs) And so they did. They went yeah. home to watch the baseball game, came back the next day. Yeah. And I was born at 11, 12.
1: Yeah. Nice. And then I reflected upon how, like, babies are born all the time. Mm hmm. UNICEF says that there's an average of 4.3 babies born every second of every single day somewhere in the world.
0: Wow. 4.3, f- huh?
1: 4.3. You know, they gotta, <laughs> you know, there's always gonna be that kid who, like, bridges two minutes. Uh huh. Or two. Or anyway. three minutes.
0: Or three minutes.
1: If like it's point 0.3. Yeah. And that they're, you know, babies are born all the time, like, in, in the middle of hurricanes and disasters. Like, just, like, hurricane... Bank robberies. Bank robbery. I mean, like... Hostage
0: situations, if you believe the movie I watched on Christmas
1: Eve. <laughs> <laughs> Were you watching the... Never mind. No, Um, it's terrible. Don't get into it. We won't get into it. Just like a simple search on the internet. Like, okay, who was born born during Hurricane Irma, right? Uh You get like four, you know, you easily get four or five stories of people who had to deliver their own babies or had to or name their babies something funny because they were born in the middle of a hurricane.
0: So they named them something funny?
1: Well, like... Um, this one a Miami woman gave birth just before the 125 mile per hour winds hit the city, and she named her daughter Nayiri Ny- 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 Storm. Nayiri? Nayiri. I think that Nayiri was like you know, like, like a family name or like, something. Family, but but Storm.
0: But Storm. I was say I had a friend in high school named Breezy. Breezy June. Was she? Was she I don't born born think in she Breezy was born June? in the middle of a hurricane. I don't think her birthday was in June. <laughs> Breezy June um yeah and her nickname was not pleasant yeah. either
1: yeah <laughs> so babies are born in all circumstances and rich and poor and all these situations right and um you know single men single women and married gay men and people who were prepared and people who didn't know they were pregnant until they ended up in the emergency room yeah and all those all those you know born healthy and born with health concerns and challenges and um and and all those things and um
0: what you're saying is, Jesus has an epic birth story.
1: Jesus has an epic birth story, but it's also that even though it's, you know, pe- babies are born all the time, every time a baby is born, the world changes. Yeah. For that family, for for the world in some ways. And uh, one of the commentators I read this week was like, yeah, it's, it's and, and Yola loved this. She lifted up, then when, well, Miranda's lyrics to the world turned upside down.
0: Yeah, the world turns upside down. Well, that one was about winning a war, right? But, yeah. but it's
1: yeah, but it's the idea that um, you know he's about to lead everybody into battle in Yorktown, and he's recalling that Eliza is not only expecting him to return, uh-huh. but that she is expecting a baby. Yeah, his wife, and that he's in the midst of a war that will birth something new, a new nation.
0: Mm-hmm. And then he—it's—it's it's funny because Alexander Hamilton and Aaron Burr mm-hmm. are both expecting to be parents at the same time. Right. And so they both have these we have to get home. We have to win and then we have to, to get, get home, home. Right. Because we have to meet our kids. And when we meet our kids, then we have to then we have to build a world that they can mm-hmm. feel secure in. Right. And so that's why they you know they feel all of this fire around building a constitution that's going to work that's going to protect everybody because they because they want for Theodosia and for Philip, Philip they want things good. to be good. Yeah. Um I get "Dear Theodosia" stuck in my head a lot. Yeah, she Which is Aaron Burr's song to his and Alexander Hamilton's song to their their lullaby to their kids.
1: Lullaby to the kids. Here we are in the midst of a story, the this the story of Jesus's birth and all the you know the pre stuff that we're still in an Advent for about a baby turning a turning a family upside down. I mean, like Mary's life. Uh huh. Totally is totally changing her life the way she planned it. Is gone, not pregnant in the normal way. Young. And yet the joy that no one can take from her, that she is in the middle of this courage and strength, and yet, and yet, the story isn't just about her. One of the reasons that the Magnificat is such a powerful piece of music is it's not just about Mary.
0: Well, and she comes from this tradition of women who speak the truth. Right. Right. right? She comes from Miriam and Elizabeth and all of these women who are willing to sing about what God actually cares about. Mm -hmm. So my Mm -hmm. very brief thing was... That you know when Mary speaks, listen to her, right? Because she doesn't get to speak very often. In fact, the text that has the most about Mary is the Quran.
1: Oh yeah, yeah, um, yeah. And
0: they consider Mary a prophet, and she was a prophet. Yeah. And so she sings about this reversal of fortunes, mm-hmm. about God caring about the poor, yeah, and kind of you know sending the rich away empty, but about leveling the playing field for everybody so that everybody has a chance. And she says one that God cares about the poor, mm-hmm. and two that God works through the poor. Right. Including herself. Right. And so one of the things that I told people was, if you've ever made excuses about why you can't just, you just can't do that right now. Like, because it's it's yeah. inconvenient or you don't have enough money mm-hmm. or you don't have enough time or you don't have enough energy. Like, just if Mary can do it.
1: Yeah. 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 You know, yeah.
0: Mary says that God works through... The people who don't have enough, then God works through you.
1: And here's Mary speaking about how through Jesus, God is going to make and is making the world a place welcome and nurturing for not just some.
0: But all children. But all. But all all people.
1: Through the theme that we've been working with at my church, you know. The home. The home thing. You know, God makes this world our home. Yeah. God's not your
0: interior decorator. but Right.
1: No, no. But, you know, God is preparing a place.
0: God is, is building the community yeah. if it will be built.
1: If it will be built. In in the midst of this story, because of this birth, a new art order is called war. That's called out of all, all of us. And sometimes we remember that uh, sometimes we feminize this so much that it's like, this is women, right? Uh, oh, yeah. But, but Mary is not just speaking the truth to, to part of us. Mary is speaking the truth to all of us. We, she's part of God's call for all of us to be a part of this birthing process, mm-hmm. whether we ever give birth or not. <laughs> to, to be reminded that we're in the midst of that and that we're we're being asked to be as courageous as Mary and to be as faithful as Mary and to be willing to receive. Because I always like the joke, how many people did Gabriel have to go to ask to, yeah, to yes. ask before, before. <laughs> Mary said yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I always like there's
0: a Meister Eckhart quote. I think it's Meister Eckhart who says, "What does it matter if Mary is full of grace if I am not also full of grace?" Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like, okay, Mary did it two thousand years ago, but we're still we still need to do we're it. still doing this. Yeah, like we're yeah. still doing this that we all we all need to be full of grace and speak the truth and care about justice. Uh-huh. And we all need to do that. Yeah,
1: and and a poetic way to talk about that is, can you sing her song? Can you sing your song that reflects Mary's song? You know the song of justice and um a world uh, a song that refuses to live in a world of fear, yeah uh, rejecting the notion that everything's out of control and embrace that that feeling of out of controlness is is maybe just about where the world is going to turn
0: mm and
1: hopefully hopefully and be alert alert for the things that that need to be turned upside down that maybe we're called to be that turning force that turning force so we
0: are the flip cuppers of the universe
1: yeah there you go the other thing we associate with mary is her being told not to be afraid right of the angel to to be not afraid mm-hmm. in the midst of all of that so yeah, yeah. so that's where we uh, ended for for advent four
0: well, cool. Well, my Advent Four sermon has been folded into this Advent Four sermon, so Woo-hoo! the next episode of the podcast will be Christmas Eve. Woo-hoo! Just like on the day yes. when we did Advent we, we, Four. We like
1: to We liked it. Push it, push it, push it.
0: Uh, Advent Four and then Christmas Eve. So thank you, Susan, and thanks for listening to the Sunday Morning Sleep In podcast. If you have questions for us or stories that relate to if you, want to tell us your birth story. You know, comment on our Facebook page, we're Sunday Morning Sleep In, or send us an email sundaymorningsleepin at gmail.com or you can leave a comment on our website sundaymorningsleepin.com all of the episodes that we have ever done are there and you can find them and listen to them and find links to all of the different things that we've been talking about Yep. The scripture for today is Luke one forty seven to 47-55 and the theme music that you're hearing is Take Me Higher by Jazzer so it is tradition,
1: it is tradition to send out you, you out with a blessing. And so I send you with this blessing that I sent my congregation out with for Advent four, and it says, look at the home God is making. Emperors and monopolists fail, and everyone can prosper. All who are hungry are abundantly fed, and those whose action or neglect starve them are stopped. Whatever has been made lacking for some is made available everywhere for all. Go forth in the joy of Mary and the strength of the spirit to join what Jesus announced and God is still doing to make this world a home. Amen.